Hi there, this is Robin from More Than Mothering, and you're listening to episode 23 with Hillary. Welcome to the More Than Mothering podcast, where we highlight admirable moms in every stage and with all different experiences and skill sets. We believe moms are the experts in their own home, and we can all learn and be inspired by each other. Hillary from Helping of Happiness is one of those wonderful people who immediately feels like one of your best friends. She's just so effortless to talk to. She's also a mom of seven, and it's clear in talking to her that they are number one priority in her life. I was also really grateful for the opportunity to talk to a fellow creator about some of the insecurities and vulnerabilities that I have felt in launching my own platform, and she weighs in on her experience in that. Okay, let's start. All right, let's do it. I'm here with Hillary. Hillary is married to Warren. They've been married for 20 years. Mm-hmm. She has seven kids ranging from ages two to 18. Um, so we're going to talk to her about having seven kids today, what that's like. Ah! Hillary, thanks so much for coming and, and joining me on this. Oh, I'm so happy to be on here. I just think what you're doing is so incredible. I'm honored to be on here to talk with you today. Fine. We... Uh, we uh, Hillary has a, a website, a blog, and a podcast, and an Instagram account. We'll talk about those in just a few minutes. But first, I want to talk just mom stuff um, for a second. Uh, so first of all, you have seven kids with a really large age span. Um, those are a lot of differing needs. And so I'm wondering, mm-hmm. how have you learned to kind of target those different ages um, I'm sure there's a certain amount of like parenting older and parenting younger, some kids that has to happen. So how have you kind of worked through that over the years to make sure you're meeting different needs? Meeting all the needs. Okay. So that's kind of the craziest thing about being a mom of seven with teenagers and babies at the same time that I think, especially when I had number seven and he was, I mean, on little on one hand, it's kind of dreamy to have a baby when you have a teenager to help you in the house, right? Because you're like, here, hold this baby. I need to make dinner. And then you go get that other brother to take care of that other one that's whining about something. And you can actually function where when they were all little, it was just like, you're crazy. You're like, someone's crying. Someone needs a diaper change. Someone hits somebody else. And I'm about to burn the spaghetti dinner. Like it's just a little bit hairy, right? Um, so in some ways it's such a blessing to have this. So our spread is about every two to three years is about how, how they came. So it is a little bit, a little bit crazy, but I can say that having a two-year-old without a baby is kind of dreamy. Like, I mean, he's still a hard two-year-old, but I'm enjoying his antics so much more than when I'm trying to nurse and chase chase him around. And so that's been really kind of fun to be, so for us entering that stage of kind of wrapping up the baby phase has been kind of cool, but, um, it has, it, it's really fun, but it's really cool. It's hard to be up super late with your teens and then up in the night with a baby and then up early in the morning. So there, I haven't figured out sleep. That's been the thing that's been suffering, I think the most, um, And, but I do feel like I'm able to connect with a lot of different moms because I have every stage right now. I'm kind of it. I mean, I'm not, I guess I am. I'm kind of even in the, but my oldest is off at college. So I'm even like trying to learn how to adult parent 
which is a whole new place for me to try to figure out how to do that. But yeah, I just really have the kids help me a lot. So I have my, my big ones help me with my little ones. And there's a lot of teaching and a lot of, a lot of that that happens. Did that answer your question? Hopefully. Yeah, that's neat. A little bit. And what great experience for those older kids to be involved in that. That's really Oh my goodness. My oldest is going to be the best mama because she knows how to do everything. <laughs> so when she left, I about died. It was like, no, my right hand is cut off and my heart is broken too, you know. Yeah. But she's having a great adventure and it's really cool to live vicariously through her and just see the neat experiences and remember the hard things. And it's just, it's kind of a neat, it's just neat to see it come full circle. And it makes me really appreciate my little ones that are still with me because I'm savoring that a lot more than I feel like I did when she was that age. Yeah. So tell me about that dynamic. You've, you've always been adding another. <laughs> There's always been some. Yeah. In that, in the shift of that, where you're going to be going less and less children in the home. Tell me what that feels like. So it's really strange. So those, I think the strangest thing right now is that we love traveling. That's one of our favorite things that we love to do. And it's weird to not travel with everybody. Like this spring break is going to be our first time that we go on a trip without my oldest because she's at school and it's like well do we wait and do this trip when she's here in the summer but then she needs to work or do we just fly her out for a weekend of it but then it's like well not really like she can't really do that and so we just have to keep living which is really strange to just keep on going with just the six which just the six sounds <laughs> kind of crazy because that's still a lot of kids but it is different it is, it's weird to be thinking of her in a different place. And I think in some ways she feels a little left out of the fun things that we're still doing. But then on the other hand, she's on her own fun adventures that we're not on with her. So yeah, I don't know. We're still figuring that out. We're still kind of trying to navigate. When does she get brought in and when do I just keep going with this new normal that we have? And I do feel like so with seven kids, new normal is kind of how we've done it with every kid or every stage that we enter in, we have to find our new normal because in parenting, nothing is ever just going to stay the same. Things are ever changing. They're going into puberty. They're potty training, right? You are talking about how you've been potty training lately and it's just horrific, right? I really think potty training and driver's training are the two tests of motherhood and I've done both of those this year and it's just like, oh my gosh, all the patients. But you know, it's it's gotta they've they've gotta learn how to drive and they have to learn how to toilet. It's just gonna have to happen. So you just kind of grit through and try to find the bright side of it. And on one hand, the driver's training it's like the scariest thing ever because you're taking they have your life in their hands, but on the other hand, I have hours and hours with my team that I can talk about whatever I want to without anybody else around. So, you know, you kind of have perspective. That's cool. Good and bad. So anyway, That's and cool. then they can drive and go run errands for you and take your kids to practice. And, oh, that part is just so amazing. Yeah. Oh, man. That's awesome. So I've interviewed a couple empty nesters. And I've, I've heard a few times someone say, now that they've left the house, I can see where the holes were. Mm -hmm. Teach finances well enough. And we're kind of trying to backtrack and figure that out now that they've left the home. 
now that you have a child that has left the home, has it opened your eyes to anything? Do you parent differently? Um, seeing, I do, you know, I think having a big family in general, that's tricky because a lot of times I think that we have taught our kids these things, but I realize either the other ones were really little or they maybe weren't even born yet. And so they haven't heard it. So that's kind of a, or even trips that we've gone on. Oh, wait, you never did go on that trip. You were, you were either like super tiny and don't remember, or you didn't go with us. So I guess we need to go again. We need to go learn. We need to go get Washington DC again, because you don't remember seeing the Capitol and you don't remember all of these neat history things that we learned with our older kids or, um, you, you, whatever those different things are, I feel like we kind of have, I need to figure out some kind of system or something, I guess, but we do, we are ever changing, trying to just go over the same concepts again. And I'm realizing certain things that I missed, of course, with my oldest and trying to do better at different things. But I also think that every kid is so different that every kid needs to learn different lessons at different times. And you, for me, I just really try to rely on just kind of that personal mother intuition and inspiration to know what do my kids need right now and just help me to be in tune with all of that because and to keep your eyes and ears open what are they talking about what 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 are your kids discussing at school maybe there's some topics that you need to discuss at a little younger age with these other kids because their friends are talking about things that you didn't really have to address with the other ones or maybe they're not even grown up enough to hear that yet. And we can wait a little while, you know, you just, it's so tricky and individual. And I think that is the hardest thing about seven kids is their personalities are so different. Sure. So I'm really parenting in seven different ways sometimes. And that is really hard. But having to kind of reinvent yourself as a mother to meet all these. different. Yes. And I parent number seven so differently than I did number one like I mean that poor thing and I always apologize to her I'm like I'm sorry you're the first one that I've ever had to parent in this way so you're just going to be my guinea pig and I just love you so much and I'm sorry <laughs> and you just have to do the best you can because you just learn along the way and what worked for number one and number two does not work for number four and number five so it just has to be different and they're growing up in such a different environment like a different family almost. It really is. It really is. Yeah. That's really interesting. Um, okay. So before we move on to more of your blog and your platform, um, tell me what are you loving about being a mom right now? So, I love the spontaneity of being a mom, but I also love teaching my kids how to work. I mean, it's not always very fun, I guess. So I don't know if I love it, but I love when they have figured out how to do that. I love that I can tell my kids, here are your things and they can clean the house. And it's like, we can all be doing more fun things in our life. I don't know. Does that make any sense? Um, I love being able to talk to my teenagers and it's fun. Like we talk about things that I enjoy talking about. I'm not just like hearing about Pokemon all day or, you know, I mean, and there's definitely times when I'm like, okay, fantasy football. Okay. Focus. Like <laughs> this is important to them. Like okay, try to like pay attention because it's really hard sometimes to be interested in what they're interested in. But I know I've realized, learned, I guess that if I can be interested in the little things that really I don't feel like are super important, they're going to be so much more likely to come to me 
when there is something important because we're already talking, you know, if I'm not talking to them about Star Wars, the Clone Wars and what happened in episode 76 with whoever, <laughs> then why are they going to come up to me and tell me about something that's really bothering them? Cause there's not going to be any communication there. So that's something I've been enjoying is having better conversation with my kids and playing with them. And I like that part of being a mom. Yeah. Oh, that's so beautiful. I love that. That establishing that foundation of what they love in order for them to, to be able to come to you later. That's really cool. Um, okay. So you have a, a blog, you uh, have a podcast and you have an Instagram. First of all, will you just tell us kind of your handles and, and what your website is, how we can find you? Yeah. So my blog is helpingofhappiness.com and my podcast is helping of happiness and my handle is helping of happiness. So that's nice. It's just right. Same thing all across all the platforms. Um, yeah, I really, I really enjoy it. So the podcast is, um, kind of directed more towards moms, definitely moms and families, but it's definitely heavy on the mom side. And I love just talking about with different guests that I have on. I do sometimes come on by myself, but usually it's with other guests. And I love to hear just about what they're doing in their lives and what is bringing them happiness and just little helps that maybe we can get from hearing about their experiences and things that they're doing. So I love that. I, I, I loved talking to you earlier about how you love having deep connections. I feel the same way. Like I love to have you know, I mean, we all need to shoot the breeze with people that we're just getting to know, but I love having a really good friend where we can really just dive into stuff and talk about what is really happening. What can I really get better at? And I have different moms in my life that I feel like I'm always a stage or two that are ahead of me. And so I love talking to them and learning from them and okay, but what did you do about this? What did you do about college housing? Or what did you do when, you know, your kid was going into middle school and what, you know, courses should we be taking? You know, just so many different all these things that we can learn from moms on what do you do when you feel like you have an anger management problem as a mom or, you know, or your child is going through depression. You know, it's, I think we can learn so many things from each other. And sometimes I think things we can learn from each other that we didn't even realize what people are going through until we ask those questions. And then we, our judgments can be way lower because we kind of see into their life a little bit. Sure. All those, those relationship building questions are, are so, so valuable. Um, well, I think our, our mission is very similar. Um, yes, this is why I love you. I think that we're right together here. <laughs> I've really enjoyed kind of delving into your website and especially your podcast episodes um, and hearing some of the conversations that you've had and the questions that you've asked. Um, tell me about starting your platform. It, it seems to me that people who are starting an Instagram account or starting a a podcast with the intent to gain followers and and rather than just have a private account um some people seem to have this really called feeling they talk about really feeling called to do a work um specifically in this case for mothers or did you find that you really needed an outlet a time for you to not just be mom i'm sure that it it works both ways for you, but, but where did that kind of originate for you? Which side of those? So it's interesting that you say that because for me, it really was more of a call to action. So it kind of started out 
I was listening to a lot of podcasts and a lot of them were mom related because I love learning about being a mom. I just want to be the best mom that I can be. And I want things to flow better. I want my kids to love each other and I want my house to like run better. I just need more efficiency in all so many aspects of my life, right? Because I am not the perfect mom and I'm always looking for ways for it to be better. But I would be listening to a lot of these mom podcasts and I would find myself like wanting to answer out loud and saying, oh, well, I do this or this or this or that when they're talking about a subject. And I began to realize that I had something that I could share and that I did have a desire to be part of that conversation. And I was listening to um, this speaker. Um, it, it was at a, a conference for my church. And he was talking about how the world has such a need for women to bring more happiness and more light into the world. And as I was listening to that, it was like a tingle from the top of my head down to my toes. And I felt like he was looking at me through the TV screen and speaking straight to me. And I just, that's why happiness ended up in my title, because I just think that there are so many just ugly and hard things that are out there in this world. And we just need to be able to have more light to look at. And so I decided that I want to do a podcast. I didn't really know what I was going to do or how I was going to do it. So I just kind of sat on it for a while and was stewing. And the more that I was researching, the more I realized that to have a podcast, it's better to have a like a web-based place to kind of house it, right? Mm -hmm. And I realized that I wanted to do more on that web than just do a podcast. So I started to do a lot of self you know, introspection. What am I good at? When people ask me questions, what are they asking about? I realized that most of the time people, people were asking me parenting tips for sure. I think just the size of my family, it's a natural question because they've seen so many stages, but so much more of it was my recipes. I do love to cook and I share a lot of recipes. And so that ended up being a big part of my website was sharing those family recipes. And I love having it on there because now my family members that are far away from me, I don't have to like write out recipes for them or anything. I can just send them a link and they're like, Oh, I'm so glad that you had that for me. And I love seeing people use those recipes because they've just been so great for us or my daughter at college. Now she knows all of our family favorites are housed right there and she can just go right there and she knows how to make her favorite mashed potatoes or whatever it is, you know? So there's that. And then uh, the other question people would ask me all the time was, what did we do on our trip? Especially kid related, because there's a bazillion travel guides out there. But you have to tailor it different when you have a whole gaggle of kids and you're trying to do all these things. And, you know, what things would I do and what would I do different? Like there's, that's a lot of things of our travel too. Okay, we would not do that again. <laughs> you know? So I just cut, and I, those are the two things that I love talking about. I love talking about food and I love talking about travel. So why wouldn't I blog about that? So anyway, that's how those kinds of this through, those are how those kind of ended up on the blog. And so, yeah, I've been going for about two to three years. I rebranded about two years ago. So it's been about two years since the rebrand, but yeah. That's amazing. So in starting that, I feel like the hardest thing for me in starting a platform has been this major imposter syndrome. Yes. Why would people want to go listen to me to do anything when there are so many other mm -hmm. 
podcasts, websites, and things like that. Obviously, I think you have a lot of valuable things to offer there, but tell me, have you, you are so sweet. Have you, have it's you, a roller coaster all the time, all the time. And it's like this juggling act. Am I spending all this time on something that really is being helpful to people or should I be spending more time in my mothering? And I feel like I have to ebb and flow with that a little bit. Sometimes I do have to back off and say, okay, like over Christmas break, I had intended to do a couple of podcasts over Christmas and New Year's, but I realized in that break that I needed to just not post a podcast for those two weeks that the kids were home. I needed to not be editing or working and it was wonderful. Yeah, my my numbers went down because I didn't have, you know, stuff that was up in the air, but the family really was more important at that at that moment and then I just picked right back up <laughs> once those holidays were over. Um, sometimes it's tricky when I, you know, like in my marriage, I know that some of this, because I have seven kids, it's like, when you have time to do all this, that's the trickiest part. So I'm trying to do it during nap time or I'm doing it late at night. And I realized I had to be really careful about the nighttime part because that was usually when I would hang out with my husband. Mm -hmm. So I've had to back off that a little bit and maybe just work a couple nights a week that he was either gone or that like usually the night before my podcast airs, I'm always scrambling to do last minute things. It's just as much as I try to prepare ahead, it always seems to end up like that. Yeah. So he just kind of knows Tuesday night, it's going to be a late night for me and I just love him and I love spending that time, but I just got to get this done, you know? So that's been something we've kind of had to work through a little bit. It's been a little tricky to, and the kids have had to learn, you know, you need to go entertain yourself for a little while while I go talk to somebody in the closet for a little while, you know, where it's quiet. And that's why you're getting this gorgeous view right here of my laundry hanging up. But um, it has been definitely a learning curve, but, and the imposter syndrome, seriously, it's just all the time. But I also, I also feel like I'm a woman of faith. And I really, and I don't know if you'd like to bring this into your thing or not, but I really, I really feel like I am being led in this direction for a reason. And yes, I'm going to have to find balance. Like if I just do this all the time, that isn't, that's not the mission. That's not the path. That's not what I'm here to do. I'm here to be a mom first and I am supposed to be doing this, but I also feel like there's the opposite. There's the adversary that is just after me to not be fulfilling my mission. And he's the one that's putting those thoughts of the imposter syndrome in there. So if I can push that away and just focus on the light and not waste my time dwelling on those feelings, then I will be putting out what I should be putting out in a, the manner that is enough away from my family, but enough that's with my family at the same time. Hmm. So that's kind of how I've been trying to, but it's a struggle. It's hard. It's always hard. I think I'm always my worst critic. So I think that that's a big struggle for me. Yeah. Oh, I can so relate to that. That's, it's the hardest part for sure. Um, okay. So you have an Instagram account, you have a podcast, mm -hmm. you have a blog. Mm -hmm. Do you have the same, do you write and produce podcasts and Instagram content for the same audience? Do you have the same goals for each of those or do they differ slightly? I do. My audience, I feel like is all mostly for moms of faith that are just looking to be better moms. 
that is my kind of my core audience. Um, my, my, my pot, my blog, I feel like is just my house. Like that is where I'm going to have everything. You know, that's where people can sign up for my newsletter. That's where people can see just archives of everything that I've got. My Instagram, I use just to kind of let people know what's happening on the blog. This is, or, or if they want to see my stories and see what our everyday life is kind of like, that's kind of, here's a little peek into the, the madness that's happening over here or the fun things that we're doing or, you know, just to kind of, kind of get to know me a little bit better. Um, and then I do have a Facebook group too, that kind of goes with that too. Um, but, um, and the podcast, I also talk about that on Instagram, you know, what's been up in my episodes lately. Let's introduce you a little bit more to the guests, that kind of a thing. So the Instagram is more just to kind of let people be aware more of what's happening on the podcast and what's happening on the blog. So hopefully that answers your question. <laughs> I could be really long winded. So sorry about that. No, okay. I always say editing is my job. <laughs> so, uh, okay. Final question. Um, how has your family benefited from, from you starting this endeavor? I think it has taught them how much I value work and how much I value creation and how much I feel like, even though I'm just a mom, that I can still do things and I can still like have interests and I can still be learning things from other people and that it's important for them to learn that, yeah, it's okay that mom does some work sometimes because I feel like I had a lot of mom guilt like that. For, with that when I was when I had younger kids I'm also teach piano lessons so I always had all this guilt that I was teaching piano while they were home and it wasn't until a couple of years ago that I realized that maybe that's really good for them to see that you know sometimes you do have to hustle a little bit to provide the things that the family wants and that's okay and I still can be home with them I still I'm so blessed that I have a job where I can work from home and maybe they really do get a front seat to see that it's not always the mom with the kids and the dad, the provider, like you all have to kind of make things work in this day and age. And so I don't know, but I also want them to see that once we get the work done, we can have a lot of fun. And I think that that's really important for them to see too. That's so beautiful. I love that. Thank you so much for talking to me about this and, and sharing a little bit of what you yeah. really appreciate it. Um, okay. Are you ready for a speed round? Okay. I'm ready. Okay. Okay. Hillary, what's your favorite sound? Oh, um, I thought of these all in my head before, but I forgot to know. Okay. Uh, favorite sound, baby laughing. Uh, what's your least favorite sound? Um, kids fighting. Yes. What's your favorite word? Mama. I love it when my little ones say mama. <laughs> I've heard that before. Um, tell me, what do you know? I know how to cook a really good dinner roll. I'm really good at baking. Oh, <laughs> great. Do you have that recipe on your blog? I do. It's one of my most popular ones. I'll send you the link. I'm going to find that. Um, Hillary, what, uh, what do you want to learn? I want to learn so much more about how to, oh, so many things. I love to learn. So I love to learn everything. I want to learn better how to parent each one of my kids in the different stages that they're at, but I also really want to learn how to grow my business. So that's something that I've been studying a lot. It's about marketing and talking to people. And I also want to learn how to be a better friend. I just think that 
so much of my life is benefited by my friendships. I want to learn how to be even better at that. Cool. I like that. Tell me what scares you. My kids going away. I mean, it's wonderful, but I love having all of my chicks in the nest at the same time. And this whole blog thing scares me too, because it's scary to put yourself out there. So I guess my whole life is also my favorite and it scares me. (laughs) Tell me about a mom you admire. So I'd have to say either my mom or my grandma for similar reasons. Both of them have the gift of seeing the good in everybody that they know. And they, they give genuine compliments. And my grandmother's really, really good at this. Every time that I'm around her, I just feel like a million bucks. Like I, you know, she'll just, she just feeds me with all these really good compliments. And I would love to be that kind of person in other people's lives. Oh, I love that. We all need that. Hillary, what are you good at? Uh, making rolls. Um, I'm also good at teaching my kids how to, how to work. Cool. I love that. Thank you so much for talking. Yeah. Good luck. Yes. So fun. I love talking with you. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Hillary just has so much wisdom and so much goodness to share. And she's such a light. She's so energetic and fun to talk to. Hillary and I were able to do a collaboration where I interviewed her for my website and she interviewed me for her podcast. So you can visit my website for show notes to find her blog or you can look for the Helping of Happiness podcast if you'd like to listen to our part of the conversation from her end. Thank you for listening to the More Than Mothering podcast. You can visit the website at morethan-mothering.com for show notes, images, and the video form of this interview, as well as many other interviews with remarkable women. If you are having a less than day, I hope you leave feeling more than.